listeners, it is I, Golden Jay, and with me tonight, Chico Noise, the Skywalker had to stay home. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know, man. You know, we we tried to raise him right, but... <laughs> you tried to raise him right? I tried. I tried. No, he's he's home doing... It is Easter Sunday, and he's home with his family doing the Easter thing. And I know for a fact that he's pissed because our special guest, Mike Hilton, is in the house. What up, Fruit Pie? What's going on, man? <laughs> and he brought his son, Ashton. Yep, speaking of raising stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, I got a monitor in my way, so I really can't see Mike real well, but I can see you in the video, so you can't see me, but trust me, I'm smiling like a motherfucker over here because I am so happy that you're here. I cannot believe it has been 13 years since I have seen you and we've done that podcast or we've done the Golden Image radio show together back 13 years ago. Oh, I can't believe it either, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm like three kids deep now. I know, right? I think I had all three at mine at that time, but I announced the pregnancy of Colin on that show. I know, right? That, that was a trip to hear. <laughs> so if anybody's listening, uh, we did post uh, the Vintage Golden, Im- Golden Image Radio Show. I do believe it is Vintage 2.5 yep. that I did with, with Mike back in 2009. And we're going to discuss that just a little bit because I want to know what your feeling was listening back to that podcast. Oh, dude, it was... It was insane. It was like listening. I don't, it was listening to history. It was almost like listening to somebody else though. I know, right? That, uh, that part of my, I, my life is radically different now. Like I said, I, 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 it, uh, I announced the pregnancy of Colin on uh-huh. that show. Since then uh, we had a baby girl, another baby boy. My kids are now uh 12 9 and 7 and i have a man i know right <laughs> i have three kids and a man it's it's a trip uh listening back to that guy and let me tell you right now there is no way in the world that you can deny that that's not your boy because he looks exactly <laughs> like you so you're going to tell him that oh. you thought it was me when we rolled up in your driveway and then when I said, hey, you glanced in the car and uh-huh. looked at him and looked at me and looked at him and looked at me and I, said, holy shit. I did. Very much so. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. It, I mean, like you said, it's your mini me. I mean, that's it's uh, I mean, your clone. We clone. get that a lot. Oh, I can imagine. But yeah, I uh, when I met him outside, uh, when they pulled in the driveway, I, I yeah, I looked three times. <laughs> it's cool. We've been, you know, he's uh, he's about to turn 25, and we've been going to shows together now. Oh, nice. It's uh, so cool. We went and seen Chokesetter a couple times, oh. and, you know, we're able to actually, his life has changed a little bit in recent years, and uh-huh. he's a little more free to go out and hang with his old man, and my kids are a little bit older, so I'm able to get out and see the, you know, see the scene a little bit more, and we're walking up to bars, and you can see it. Uh-huh. The bartenders' faces—they're looking at us, going, "Is this father and son? <laughs> are, are they brothers? Are they what is this?" Well, let me ask you real quick: how do you, how do you feel about going out and hanging out with your dad like that? Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, they're 
if there is any judgment for, oh, man, this guy's hanging out with his dad. What a loser. I couldn't care less. Right. Uh, this guy's Same. one of the coolest guys I've ever met. See, that's where I'm lucky, too, because I get to hang out with my boys, and we get to do, do things together. We actually just went to the Hard Rock up in Gary and oh, seen shit. Papa Roach and... Oh. Bad Wolves and Hollywood uh, Undead. Oh, and Hollywood yeah. Undead. My yeah. friend went to that. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Way yeah. cool. Yeah. So here we are, you know, you know, 20 years different, hanging out, drinking beer. and yeah. We went up to the Four Winds and we saw, who did we see? Dockin. Dockin. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> I, took him to, I took him to see Dockin. <laughs> up in New Buffalo. That was an that's, awesome show. That's awesome. Well, was, lots of bands I missed in my youth because... I had a baby, uh-huh. and I couldn't go see a lot of these hair bands, right. you know, and I heard Dokken was going to be at Four Winds, and I'm like, well, I'm going to go see Dokken, and I mentioned it to Amanda. I'm like, hey, I know you don't want to see this band, but I want to see Dokken. Can, can we go see Dokken? She's like, yeah, I guess we can go see Dokken. I'm like, awesome. Nice. So Amanda gets two tickets to see Dokken. And we're heading on our way to Four Winds, you know, New Buffalo. And she's got this cheesy grin on her face the whole way there. And I'm all excited. I'm all like, I'm going to see Dockin. I'm yeah. going to see Dockin. I forgot about this part. And she, I'm like, honey, you don't have to stay with me. You don't. She she likes to play blackjack. She likes to play cards. Okay. That That's her new way to unwind. Um, I, I'm... Like I said, my life's changed. We'll get into it. But Amanda's the breadwinner. Amanda, okay. Amanda's the money. I take care of the kids. We're we're gender reversed <laughs> when it comes to that. I've been trying to talk Bobby into let me do that for years. Oh, <laughs> it's it's horrible. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my gosh, raising kids is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, I and know, I've right? done about everything. <laughs> so I told Amanda, I was like, "Look, girl, you don't have to see Dokken with me." Just, I'll see him by myself. She's like, no, I don't think you have to see him by yourself. And I'm like, look, well, I appreciate it. Hang with me, you know. But if you ever want to cut out, if it isn't your thing and you want to go play blackjack or, or whatever, I won't be upset. I just want to see this band before I can't anymore. She's like, okay, well, I, I, I think you'll have somebody to hang with. And I'm like, okay. So we get up there. And again, big stupid grin on her face. Uh-huh. It just, and we're walking in and she's just got this little skip in her stuff. And I'm like, she, she cannot be this excited about seeing a 70-year-old man <laughs> seeing music that she doesn't know. And we walk in the door, and she's like, hey, I want to check my account real quick to see if I got any free credits. And I'm like, okay. And we turn the corner, and there's this long hair standing in front of us, and I'm not paying attention. I'm paying attention to my wife because it's date night, and we don't get to do that very much. And it turns this long hair... <laughs> Turns around, holy shit, it's my son. Behind my back, these two shitheads. Hey, you want to go see Dokken with your dad? I'd love to go see Dokken with my dad. They planned this whole thing without me. I had no idea. And I was anything. Yeah. I was on cloud nine. That's all. Because I was hanging out with my boy. He cried. Oh, I. You cried. Yeah, I cried a little bit. <laughs> I honestly did. I there did there might have been a singular tear. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was a tre- tear of joy. It, it, was awesome. it no, Straight it was up. it was an amazing night. It was so cool that my wife would do that for me. That and great. this is my right hand man. He was actually the best man 
at mine and Amanda's wedding. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He was my best man. When we got married, With she was like, to prove it. she's like, who's going to be your best man? And I'm like, well, I know who I want to be my best man. I but if you're not okay with it, that's fine. She's like, you want Ashton to be your best man, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want Ashton to be my best man. She goes, who else would be your best man? That, you know, so me me and this kid have history. That's you know? amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love that more than you know because I had the same thing with all of mine, except my daughter. That well, I don't have quite that. I love my daughter and she loves me. Don't get me wrong, but. The, the daddy-daughter relationship I am discovering is uh beautifully tremulous horrible <laughs> tremulous thing <laughs> to try to navigate the waters yeah. of <laughs> it, it never stops it never stops being that horrible navigation no i love my daughter very much don't get me wrong but we just don't have that like me and the boys do it's just something about it yeah i um, get that my dad wasn't my best man at my wedding but he did marry me my wife which was oh, pretty like awesome yeah. really oh, that's yeah. rad. That's awesome. So yeah, not only did I uh, did I officiate his wedding, but Skylar is getting married at the end of May, which I'll be officiating. <laughs> and then my daughter gets married in at the end of October, which I'll be officiating. So I will have officiated all my children's weddings. That is awesome. That is amazing. That is yeah. sweet. And then besides my daughter, because she hired somebody else, I also DJed. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a party, though. That was a good time. The DJ might have been a. The, you know how it is, man. You you are the rock show, I, rock uh, show. <laughs> Somebody and had to do it. I had to get it in there. I wrote it down in really big letters on my notes. <laughs> when you got when you're up there doing the thing and you got all those people on the dance floor and it's no different than being in a band. And I know it's cover music, but it's still something that just brings them on the floor and gets them going. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. The problem with this one was he had an open bar. Uh-oh. And we were feeding him drinks all night. Oh, Every time no. I turned around, there were two more Jack and Coke sitting on my on my table back there. So the DJ might have been a little drunk by the end of the night, just saying. <laughs> and he reminded the pe- people of the party that he was a little drunk for the- <laughs> all night long. But everybody had so much fun. It was a great night out. We had... Uh, over there at Swan Lake in Plymouth, it was just a, a beautiful place, and thank God we all had rooms because we could have never gotten home. For sure, yeah. yeah. I've been to a couple of those. Oh my goodness! But anyway, so we've talked about you becoming uh, gender. What do you call it? Gender. gender we're gender reversed in our reversed marriage. Reversed in the marriage, and so that became a thing after. The bands broke up, or give me a spot of when when all this happened, and and kind of I do want to get into it a lot bit a lot bit about what happened with Sonic Ash, and how you ended up, um, basically stay home dad, stay home dad, yeah, and, and not even a musician at this point, right? Am, uh, I, am I wrong? It's coming back in. I shouldn't say not a musician because you'll always be a musician. You know, we have a sickness yes. and you know, some people are addicted to gambling and some people are addicted to drugs and some people are addicted to being a musician. Yes. And I think if you're a musician, you're a musician, whether you play or not. Right. You know, um, you know, a lot of things there towards the end, um, man, it probably wasn't too long after our podcast. I mean, I know Sonic Ash was still going after that, but we never made it down here. I, I right. we, Me and you talked about having Sonic Ash right. down, and I was re-listening to that podcast and listening to that guy run his mouth. <laughs> and 
I remember wanting to get Sinecash down here, and we couldn't for some reason. And then I'm starting to think about the history a little bit. And basically what happened um, nine years ago or so is I was burning the candle at both ends. So Sinecash was still playing, but and we talked about this in the podcast, the South Bend scene never is continuous. Right, right. There is either all of the bands and they're amazing or there's no bands. They they get together and they have these runs of five to ten years, give or take, and then the bands get sick of being around each other and they break up. And musicians are going to musician and right. they reform Voodoo Rain. Yep. Which turned into Guilt Foreign Still Frame. Yes. Uh, Sonic Ash, which previous to Sonic Ash was me and Titty and Plunge Plenary and Brian, uh, second season, mm-hmm. and Matt was Necrodemon. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and those bands broke up and we became Sonic Ash. So. Towards the end of this, uh, real good friends of mine, um, Drew and Remy, and Soko Promo. Yes, yeah, I know, um, I know, I know them both. I knew them both well back in the day. They, yeah, they come down and did a Golden Age radio show, and they actually sat in on a couple of the A Dog and T Bone shows up. And when when Aaron moved his stuff up, he bought a bunch of his own gear and was doing shows from his basement. Sure, and that yeah. doesn't surprise me. Semper Fi. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. Once a Marine, always a Marine. When one of your buddies calls you up for help, you were there. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I Soko Promo, so my history with Soko Promo, and this is leading into what happened, so I'm going to tell you that story in a second, but I got to tell you this story to tell you that Did story. You get to that one? <laughs> <laughs> so um, when Plunge Plenary broke up, um, and yes, that is pronounced incorrectly, Yes, listen, we, listen to <laughs> listen to episode two point five, and you will hear that story. The um, yes. So Plunge Plenary uh, broke up, and I was looking for a new band, and you know Orbit Music had this flyer up, you know, indie rock band um, looking for bass player, and I jammed with them a little bit, and they were cool dudes, but. I, I was just, the band just broke up. I was just fresh into my divorce from Ashton's mom. And I wasn't mentally there to commit yet. So I called him up and told him, look, guys, I really dig you guys. And I know you'll find somebody, but I am not your guy. And they understood, but there was some tension between us. And then Sonic Ash got together. <laughs> and one of Sonic Ash's shows had an opening act. A two-piece Drew and Remy as Soko promo. And there were daggers all night long. Really? Drew was a little upset at me because Drew was like, I thought you didn't have time for a band and divorce and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, that was a year ago. And it wasn't like I didn't come back to you out of spite. It just, Titty called me up and it was just, this is the second group of dudes Adam had called me for. Uh, when Sonic Ash first started, we didn't have Matt. We had another guitar player. Right. And I jammed with that guy, and it was like, no. <laughs> we we played four songs in three different tunings. And I was like, <laughs> hell no. You know? So when Brian came into the picture, it was like, oh, this is cool. 
So there was always tension between me and Drew a little bit. Uh, we kind of smoothed it over and it was cool. Right. So they did their thing. They got Wojo. They found their bass player. They were amazing. Wojo had to move on. He, he had things going on in his life. And Drew called me up and said, hey, man, we got this show. Will you fill in for us? Absolutely. Right on. So I would do shows here and there as a fill-in. Had a really good time. Water under the bridge now. Yep. So I am playing in Sonic Ash and Soko Promo, which wasn't really a problem. And the reason it was, and if anybody's ever done double duty in a band, that's a problem. Because, hey, man, we got a show booked on the 25th. Oh, man, my other band's already booked on the 25th. Oh, which is more important? Uh. Mm-hmm. Well, Soko Promo, it wasn't a problem because Soko always opened. Always. Oh, right on. Sonic Ash, you know Sonic Ash. We would open, we would close, we would play in the middle. We didn't care. There right. were no egos. But Sonic Ash always usually just played later in the night. So there were times where there was one afternoon to where I played Bash at the Beach in Michigan City with Soko Promo and Negative Nancy. I packed up my gear. South Bend that night, I opened Cheers with Soko Promo. I packed up my gear. I drove across town to Martha's Midway to play third with Sonic Ash. <laughs> Having a good time. Everything was working out. Soko and Sonic Ash started slowing down a little bit. You know, we're we're probably eight years into Sonic Ash at this point. The guys are getting a little burnt. Yeah. You know, babies are being born. You know, we're slowing down on our five times a month. So I'm itching to play. And I am becoming a better bass player by the day. Uh, reference vintage golden image podcast 2.5 my (laughs) father-in-law was a blues bass player taught me how to be a proper bass player right um i started branching out into the music i was listening to and i wanted to be a better bass player there's no better way to become a better bass player than step outside your comfort zone right i've never done it i wanted to be in a cover band i wanted to start a cover band at 30 plus years old, 35, 40 years old, I wanted, I was, I was probably pushing 40. I wanted to start a cover band. So me and Drew and Scotty from Soko Promo and Matt from Sonic Ash started a cover band. And like every good cover band in this area, uh, I-69, <laughs> Craven Moorhead. If you are going to be a cover band worth your salt, it has to be a sexual innuendo. Okay. The name has to yeah. be. Okay. So since it's part of this band and part of this band, we're going to call it something on the side. Because <laughs> we got a little something on the There's side over something, here. Something going yep. on. Yep. So I was playing in three bands at this time. Meanwhile... My wife is pregnant uh-huh. with Alexander. She is running the Elkhart County Pool Leagues. We never saw each other. Right. I'm playing in three working bands. She's running the pool league. We have all these babies running around. And piece by piece, everything started falling apart. Uh, Sonic Ash broke up. Whatever. Drama, drama. 
word. You, you know, you've been in bands. I do know. When a band a band has a shelf life. When you first start, it's amazing, and you're throwing down, and then you're it's Groundhog's Day. You're playing the same songs in the same bar in front of the same people for the same crap money. And after about seven years, if you're not making it, you're done. Yep. That happened with Sonic Ash. Um, that happened with Soko Promo. And because those two bands broke up and the animosity, that happened with something on the side. Gotcha. Within two months, I was burnt. Mm-hmm. I was done. I had two amazing original bands and a phenomenal cover band that was only three or four months in and we were packing joints and now it's just over now it's just gone fruity was done fruity was burnt out and i had these three amazing children and a man and a man and a man (laughs) (laughs) and my wife was not only the primary breadwinner and i was still working at this time so I'm working my full-time job. Uh, Manda is the primary income, though. And she's working a second job, running this pool league. Right. And I said, baby, you know what? Now it's your time. You've dealt with all my bands. You've dealt with me playing Rockstar. And you supported me. Now I'm going to support you. And I'm going to stay home with these kids. And you do the pool league. I needed a break. That break has lasted basically seven years. (laughs) I do play. I play with my wife. Yeah, you you had mentioned that when we were uh, when we were IM and when I wanted to let you know that I put that up. Yeah, the vintage show. So, and you said that you were doing doing just just some acoustic stuff or. This is how it started. Again, when you have an addiction, you have an addiction. Right. And, you know, like everybody else in this day and age, I put together a little recording rig. I put together a 16-channel recording rig to record band practices. Right. Because how frustrating is it? Uh Hey, man, you remember that riff (laughs) you were playing last week? Uh, No. Was it this? Nope. Was it this? Nope. Was it this? Nope. Yeah, it's gone. Oh, dude, (laughs) that was a gold album. Yeah. That how many have we lost to the ether over the years? Mm -hmm. We're we're old because we didn't have this stuff. No. You know? Yeah. So I put together a little recording rig and I recorded some stuff and whatnot. And my band broke up, but I'm still people are wanting to jam and get together. And I don't want to lug people don't want to lug drums up and down the stairs. So I'm at guitar center one day. Amanda had told me at one point, no more bass gear. <laughs> <laughs> no more bass gear. I, I, I drug home a PV two fifteen black widow loaded cabinet yep. and a PV Mark three or Mark four bass head, the two channel with the seven band graphic EQ, yeah. the, yeah. you know, the, the one, the, the one PV bass head. Yes. So 250 bucks. I always wanted one. I'm not playing in any bands. Right. But by God, I bought them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Amanda told me no more bass gear. Like a good stay at home husband. I said, yes, dear. No problem. No problem. So I'm in guitar center one day. <laughs> And I'm walking around, and I see this Alpha Crush drum kit sitting in the back 
with the symbols. Looking all lonely. Looking all lonely and sad and dusty. Yeah. And it just wanted a home. It just needs a place to be loved. And I hear these words in the back of my head. Michael, no more bass gear. And I went, but those are drums. <laughs> so I bought these drums and I take them home. <laughs> and I set them up in the basement and Amanda comes home and I was like, honey, can we talk? And she's like, well, we got to talk about it. I'm like, well, why don't you come downstairs? And she comes downstairs and there's this drum set set up on the drum riser. And she's like, what is that? And I said, it's not bass it's gear. not bass gear. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, you found the loophole, didn't you? So, it was a pretty easy one to find. I'm not pretty, gonna lie. It wasn't that hard. It was like, uh, it doesn't have four strings, uh-huh. and uh-huh. you don't need to be a retarded monkey to play it. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. not bass gear. <laughs> Done. So, I I was like, you know, I just I wanted the drum set in the basement in case anybody wanted to come over and jam. Your dad, right. your dad comes over and jams with us, and her sister plays music, and um, her boyfriend at the time plays music, Jake Carpenter amazing singer-songwriter. Right on. Um, Amanda's always been musical. She grew up around it. So I'm upstairs. I'm chilling with the kids. I'm watching TV. I'm trash. My back's trash still. Anybody that knows me from back in the day knew Fruity had a bad back. (laughs) Um, Back ain't got no better. So (laughs) I hear... And then I hear music coming through the PA and within flash forward a week later my wife is playing Highway to Hell Living on a Prayer uh, I Ran by Flock of Seagulls I was floored the girl's a drummer I bought a drum set just to have uh-huh. turns out I bought a drum set because my wife is a drummer <laughs> Do you have any idea how cool it is to play music with your wife? Hmm. Hmm. Do I know? Hmm. Uh, yes, I do. And we talked about you guys. Really? I Yes. It, me and Amanda are downstairs jamming, and I was like, this is like Jeremy and Bobby. <laughs> this is like, this is so, now I understand why they were always so happy at the gigs. Yeah. Now I understand why they always had that look on their face when they would look at each other and just smile. Like, I get that now. Yeah. So my brother-in-law was like, well, I want to jam. And he started coming over and jamming. So, and this is all during COVID. This is uh-huh. this is like six months previous to the world coming to a stop. Right. Perfect. So we're holed up in our place. They're held up in their place. They don't go. They're getting their groceries delivered. We're getting our groceries delivered. We were those people. Right, right, right. We were like, you know, we're not leaving. I'm not bringing this plague home to my children. Um, you know, I. It, it just became Jake was coming over and jamming. Here we are two years later. We're four sets in. Nice. So we are. I, I am playing. I'm not, but I'm not playing rock star anymore. Yeah, you're doing it for the pure love of doing it, just in the basement. We're doing it for the love of playing music. Yeah. And will we play out? Yeah. You'll you'll see us. 
we'll, we'll be out at some point, I'm sure. Right. But we have no intention of being ultra fab. Right. Or sideways or uh, the 1985 or <laughs> like anybody else could be blammo other than blammo, <laughs> you know. Uh, we we don't we can't compete in that market, you know. Nor do we want to. Right. You know. No, it's not that we're. So, let me give you a quick, brief history. So we finished this. We do Golden Age Radio. That finishes. We, me and Brad, spend time in the studio doing Crankshaft Glory. You know, just just all this revolves around. Then it becomes about not. There's nothing going on. I'm in my home. Because not only do I have a studio out here, but I also have a studio in the house. <laughs> because you know, you know, I'm spoiled. Well, yeah. Why yeah. would you? Why would you want to walk 50 feet? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's cold. It, yeah. I don't want to. I just want to be still in my underwear, sitting in the home studio, doing what I do. <laughs> well, you did take my old room and all that. So <laughs> it's true. I did. <laughs> but so now we have my buddy Andy that says, "Hey, you know, we should jam together." Same same kind of deal. Well, that has just kind of snowballed into me and Bobby, Gunner, and Skyler, and Andy, and we have a band called Whiskey Nightmare. And once a year, we go play a benefit in Rochester for Andy's wife, who does this thing called Families Helping Families, where they just she the entry fee to get in is diapers or formula. Because she brings that back into the community for the needy moms out there. That's right. I saw the last one you guys did. We did it. We, yeah, because we post a lot of that stuff you, live. Uh, I was going to say, you Facebook lived it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I watched that. I didn't know. Yep, I was on the drums. I didn't know those were your kids. Yes. Yep. Like, because, again, last time I was down here, poor Skyler. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope I didn't traumatize that dude because we're, we're no, coming you back tra- from. No, you traumatized me because all I had to fucking hear about was the grapefruit pie. You know? <laughs> he, he was pretty bummed that he had he couldn't be here and hanging out with you today. We're so. coming back from breaks, and I'm like, oh, my God. I remember what that dude was like, and to be a child and have to deal with that dude. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> he loved every minute of it. He did. He that's he, that's cool. He had the he had the highest respects for you and and really, oh my god, the, the ego is going to get me. He idolized you at that, you know, because Dude. you were that. You were fun. You were humble, and you had great advice, and you gave him great advice. And that, I mean, he went on to, and he did another band. He played in the band, went and played out, and. It wasn't a lot of stuff, but um, getting into it, you know, he's actually made that change. I've turned him into a guitar player, so. Uh, you know, not not everybody can be cool forever. I know, you know, I know. Some, Sometimes you got to bow down to the to the six, the tiny little strings. The, the, the tiny little weakling strings. The best so part, weak. The best part about that, though, is he jumps over to guitar. Mom picks the bass back up. Yeah, so because she hadn't bass. played in 10 years. That that's awesome. I always love watching her play bass. I she was so laid back and so relaxed. And you know what? I don't know that we really noticed it. For me at that time, I was just happy she was there doing it with me because, sure. um, you know, I'd been been in bands for so long, and you get the you get the eye, you get the look. 
you know, you get the, why is that girl talking to you? <laughs> what are you doing up there on stage? Sure. Why do you need to go out and do this all the time? Yes. And when she became present on the stage with me, she got it. <laughs> she understood it. The best thing that ever happened to me, we were doing a private party down south of south of where we are, and we finished up. It was like an early, it was kind of an early evening type thing. We finished up, and me and Brad are over packing up our cables, and some dude comes up and starts talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I said, hey, Brad. He's like, what? I go, check this out. And we just sat there and watched him. And he was throwing everything at her that he could possibly think of, you know, every Yeah. Line. Hey, how you doing? Nah, 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 nah. And I'm just sitting there staring. And she just looked over. And you could tell at that moment that she got it. She understood it. It wasn't nothing that she'd done. Right. It was just aware she was in the whole grand scheme of what was going on. She was the hot bass player. And this dude saw her on stage. And that was that. And. And from that point on, then everything else meshed so well yes. beyond that. I, I was lucky enough that Amanda grew up in a musical family. Amanda's dad had played bass before she was born. She grew up at gigs. Uh, we were just over at her grandma's house. Uh, her grandma just turned eighty-six nice. yesterday. Nice. We're there Friday night. Um, having dinner with them and grandma pulls out this picture of a 20 something year old John Smeltzer up on stage and it's a newspaper clipping so here's 20 something year old John Smeltzer on stage and here's this tiny little curly haired Amanda and her sundress and bare feet dancing in the street Right. Amanda grew up around music uh-huh. And I remember countless times being at gigs and Amanda telling me this the next night or the next morning that girls would come up to her and go, hey, you see all those girls that are talking to a man or talking to fruit pie, you know, fruit pie's talking to this or fruit pie's doing that. And Amanda's like, what do you want me to do? It's fruit pie. <laughs> it, like that's just him. He's just doing his job. Yep. Because, and you've heard me say this. Everybody wants to be a fireman or an astronaut or a rock star when they grow up. It's true. And, you know, guys hang out with the band and they you try to they want to be a part of it. But girls want a piece of it. Yes. So and we all know the groupie now gender flip that. How many guys get to see the girl up on stage. Oh, yeah. Maybe you'll get a chick front. Maybe. That's common-ish. Yes. But a girl drummer, a girl guitar player, a girl bass player, no, those are rare. Mm -hmm. Those are in, hey, man, if I wasn't married, (laughs) I could have been that guy. Yeah. Because Bobby was the shit. But you guys did not, you guys were not territorial. You you guys were just a band. She was just a member of the band. I did not know that was your wife until two, three, four gigs later, we started getting to know each other. Right. And it was like, yeah, that's my wife. And I was like, oh, it's freaking cool. You know? I think one night, uh, one night I was, we were up at Cheers or some, and some comment came across about her 
and over the microphone's like, no, boys, she's going home with me tonight. <laughs> you, got, hey, you guys always had a good time with it, though. We did. Y- we, you know? Because we knew. We Let me let me pause that for one second and, and just say on, on this podcast, she has always been super supportive of me regardless of what I've done. I mean, I'm, you know, I said those things earlier about, you know, the side eye, why is she talking to you? You know, why you do this stuff like that. She's always been super supportive. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to say that she never has been. So fast forward once we got into it. Yeah. It, it became a thing where we went, it's something we did together and we were always super supportive, but we were always very comfortable and we still are more now today than ever in our relationship with each other. It's different when you see it from the inside. Yes. That's why Amanda never had a problem with it. All my, uh, his, his mom, Ashton's mom, she kind of had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like she would sit at the bar and just mean mug. Mm-hmm. And I had to approach those fans regardless of why she's talking to me because you can't, you know, Gunner comes up to me. Hey, man, great set. You guys are awesome. You know, dude, I, I your bass rig or your drummers, you know, I'm a drummer. Would your drummer talk to me about his bass or his, his drum set? Or, yeah, dude, come on over. Let's talk to the drummer, right. you know. The girl, the, the spouse isn't going to be jealous of Gunner talking to us. But if it's a girl... And maybe she is just into the band. Maybe she just loves that music. Maybe there's no ulterior motive other than you guys rock, Mm -hmm. but why is she talking to you? Mm -hmm. Why are you talking to her? You know, that's different. So I, I totally get how Bobby could have started with, what is she doing? It's not a, uh, she doesn't trust you because that was what Amanda would say. Amanda would be like, why am I not worried about that girl? Because I trust Fruity. Right. Because Fruity's coming home with me. That's right. You know, he she may be thinking about him when she gets home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm gonna be in his bed. <laughs> yeah, I I get it's it's uh it's an interesting set of waters to navigate. It is it's so it's so much fun. I, like I said, that party was was that kind of that turning point where she got, I think she just got it at that point. Okay, I understand now what you've been doing all these years and trying to still be friendly, not give off that you're, you know, that you're interested, but still be friendly and still be um, polite and stuff like that. And it it really truly is what it boils out to is being polite to the fans because you don't want to alienate them. That's that's the, your, the worst. Your marketing. And that's a helicopter. Yeah. Uh- that is a helicopter. <laughs> is that the DEA? It might be. What? Coming for us again? No, I'm good. <laughs> I've been good for years now. <laughs> yes, we. It's that's a good thing. So let's skip the let's let's veer off for just five minutes. Let's Uh-oh. veer off of music. Okay. All right. You know, five minutes with me is twenty. That's okay. Okay. I've got all, <laughs> I've got all night, so th- we may have to turn this podcast into two podcasts. I was gonna say. I know <laughs> you guys try to do hour long podcasts, and then you invite fruit pie down. You, my friend, are supporting your colors tonight. Raiders. <laughs> yeah. 
which I am so proud that you are supporting your supporting the Raiders in here in in the old. Well, you're in you're in Chiefs Kingdom right now. Just so I you know that. was happy to come down here and do this podcast, despite the fact that you are season <laughs> ticket Chiefs fans. We are brand new season ticket holders. That's I. You know, me and Amanda talked about that uh, getting Raiders season tickets because again she she likes to play cards right. and when i heard that the raiders were moving to vegas <laughs> i was let's see the birth of my son the birth of my son the birth of my daughter the birth of my son my marriage is definitely up there the raiders moving to <laughs> vegas yes honey can we buy a condo and season tickets maybe huh can uh-huh, we uh-huh. so you guys went Yes. That's what I wanted to talk about. You actually were out there in Vegas in the new stadium. Yes. I want you to tell me about this state-of-the-art stadium that they built. We went to the Death Star. So not only did we go to the Death Star, (laughs) I actually saved this because we we were chatting a little bit. And I've I've had all kinds of... I've been been branching out a little bit Uh and experiencing new things. You know, and I'm kind of bummed Skyler isn't here. I, I really, <laughs> I really wanted to talk to him because we have bass playing in common and all that. Right. And I'll tell you about the Death Star, but let me tell you something else I've been up to. And this is for you, Skyler. This is so when you listen to this, no, I was thinking about you, buddy, because <laughs> I've been experiencing new things in my life. Uh-huh. So one of the things I've been way into fantasy, you're going to think I'm so geeky for this. I, because we're on football and we're talking about football and everybody's into fantasy football, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Some people. Well, Some it's, people. it's a big thing. It is a very big it's, thing. I, I just can't dip my toes into it. I can't quite get okay. a grasp on that's, it. But go ahead. It's fantasy accounting is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, exactly that's really what it is. It's more like fantasy accounting. Yeah. If I yeah. played fantasy football, it was like, okay, so for my quarterback, I want Eric Carr. And for my wide receiver, I won. Yeah, right, right. And it would just be the Raiders. <laughs> That's, the same That's Yeah, I'm thinking that mine would be Patrick Mahomes. Well, I was going to say with <laughs> maybe Patrick, with Patrick Mahomes as a backup. Because I'm also a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah, yeah I know. It was, I am. How does that even happen being a Raiders fan? Marcus Allen. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Marcus Allen See, I should have worn Chiefs. my Marcus Allen jersey that I have. So, on you know, on the topic of fantasy football, and Skyler, buddy, we, we've lived parallel lives. So, what I've been into lately is fantasy miniature golf. <laughs> I've been into fantasy miniature golf. Now, you're going to think that is so... You don't pick a person. You pick the color of the ball. No. Yes. Yeah, so, oh you you, you draft the color of the ball for fantasy miniature golf. You know what I'm talking about, right, Skylar? You're, you're all into fantasy... <laughs> you're, you're, you're all into miniature golf. I heard about your little addiction, so you're watching the YouTube videos. All the so, time. yeah, so you pick, you know, you like, I'm going to draft the pink ball with the little purple dots, thinking okay. you're going to get the girl who's going to be way into beating her daddy at miniature golf and it turns out to be some freaking hipster with handlebar mustaches <laughs> that's all drunk on IPA beers and he's going to be trendy picking the pink ball and you're like well shit this isn't going to work out for me so Skyler fantasy miniature golf you call me up buddy I'll get you on my league oh and my and we'll do that so anyway yes me and Amanda <laughs> the Raiders move to Las Vegas and their first season happens right before COVID. Yes. And this is why I'm a Raiders fan. Now, I know you got to wonder how a kid from Indiana is not a Colts fan or a Bears fan or even a Lions fan. 
nobody's fucking lying. No way. I know, so. I know one guy, and he just cries in the corner of his office all day long. But it, go ahead. See, I don't cry anymore. I know what my team is. So, you know, Raiders for life. Just yeah. win, baby. You know, as a little kid, I here's this team that is all in black and silver with pirates and swords on their helmet. And it was just fascinating to me. Because I've been a punk even before I knew what punk was, right. you know. And the Raiders are punk. The Raiders are the punk rock of football. Right. And we always have been. And we always will be. I mean, look at Eric Carr. He wears eyeliner. That's, <laughs> Eric Carr wears eyeliner. There's You can't get more punk rock than that. <laughs> so the Raiders moved to Vegas and COVID hits and limited seating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have people in the stadiums and um the owner of the raiders um yeah since 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 al died i don't know since al died, his, yeah. his son runs it yeah it, his son has it and i can't think of his name i can't either so anyway this guy says um because of las vegas and covid restrictions and all that we are going to play to an empty stadium we are not going to allow anybody in because we don't want to get anybody sick because right. we are a family. Now, he owns the team. He owns the Death Star. Where was he during those football games? You would think he's in his own little suite watching his team play. No, sir. He was at home with us where we were watching the games. He was watching the games on his TV at home. Nice. He didn't even go. That's Raider Nation, baby. Right on. So here we are this last football season. Raiders are at home and they're letting people in. Mm-hmm. First time I saw them was in Oakland for our fourth wedding anniversary. They played the Chicago Bears. Okay. My wife's team. <laughs> we sat, I told you. Five minutes, five minutes, no, 20 minutes, because you want me to tell you that story, but now I got to tell you this story. story. Yes. <laughs> For your wedding anniversary, my wife's a Bears fan. We're going to go see the Raiders in Oakland. First time I've ever seen a professional football game, period. Uh-huh. Her, too. We are getting tickets. She's like, Where you want to sit? And I'm like, I'll sit wherever. She goes, You want to sit in the end zone? I'm like, yeah, I want to. Sit. I want to sit in the she, the end zone. She says, "I'm like, yeah, I want to sit in the black hole." Yeah, that's exactly where I want to be. Is it a great place to see a football game? No, it's no. a terrible place to see a football game. Is it a great place to experience the Raiders play football? Oh yeah, baby, bunch of degenerates. Can I get into that with wearing red? Funny you would say that because we are in our hotel room. Uh-huh. And we, my wife had bought some Raiders gear because sometimes your wife will wear really uncomfortable things for uh-huh. the love of her husband. Uh-huh. And sometimes because they lose a bet. And sometimes because they lose a bet. So we're getting ready and she has her Raider shirt sitting right next to her Chicago Bear shirt. She's like, I want to wear my colors. But I should probably wear a Raider shirt sitting in the black hole, shouldn't I? Mm. I was like, honey, you're a Bears fan. Wear your colors. Mm-hmm. She goes, you won't be embarrassed? I'm like, no, I won't be embarrassed. <laughs> the, and it was literally our anniversary. Right. wasn't the weekend of our anniversary, the week before our anniversary. It was day. the day. And we're in the black hole. You wear whatever you want. 
I'll make it right with anybody that has a problem with you. Right. We get to the stadium. We go to go in. I hand the dude my tickets. He looks at the tickets. He looks at me. He looks at her. He <laughs> looks back at me and says, good luck with that. <laughs> oh, no. And we're both a little scared. Yeah. Because if you're a football fan, you have seen what these people look like. Not, mm-hmm. y- you say, I'm going to the football game and I'm going to wear my battle gear, meaning uh, no. your jersey <laughs> and your football hat. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. these people put on spiked shoulder pads. If you've seen Guar, you know what they dress like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Guar aspires yes. to be the black yeah. hole. Well, I think he's probably one of the most, uh, the, the that group is one of the most famous actually in football when you see absolutely the fan pictures it's usually those guys and it's there. their personas yeah yep. it, the the dude that wears the spike shoulder pads and the battle helmet nobody else wears spike shoulder pads like that's, that's they're very thing. yeah they're yeah. very respectful of yeah. it um there's a guy that uh uh gula gorilla I cannot think of his name I could find it on Facebook he dresses up like a giant gorilla mm-hmm. with like uh uh chrome Mardi Gras beads and stuff. Yeah, I think I've seen he's that. He's very active and he's very cool. Um so yeah, we we go to the black hole. My wife wears her colors mm-hmm. for our fourth wedding anniversary in Oakland and people are mugging her. Oh, yeah. People and they've got teddy bears and they they've got Chicago bear teddy bears with nooses tied around their necks swinging them around and shit. Mm. And they're like, "Really?" That, that's your girl, man? I said, no, that's this one particular guy. Really? That's your girl? You're married to a Bears fan? I'm like, <laughs> are you, 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 your girl's a Bears fan? I'm like, no, this ain't a girl. This is my wife. And not only am I married to a Bears fan, she brought me here. And this is our anniversary. Oh, well, I got to kind of give it to her for that. <laughs> and like <laughs> that, it kind of changed things a yeah. little bit because yeah, we're hardcore, but we're also family. Right. And then when the people around us found out that it was our anniversary, people are like late. It's it's traveling down the line and people are coming through, passing by us to get to the concession stand. Hey man. Even though you're a Bears fan, that's pretty cool that you bring your old man to the black hole for your anniversary. So that's the Raider Nation. Right. So, yes, this year my wife took me. We were on uh, Raider sideline right towards the end zone. And who were we playing? Gosh, who? Oh, Oh. that's right. Oh, could it be? The Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) Oh, Yeah, bastard. So, how difficult is this for me? I've been following Patrick Mahomes. Right. What an, um, again, Chiefs fan. Because Marcus Allen has yep. to be traded because Al Davis had a problem with Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. Al Davis is the reason Bo Jackson retired as early as he did. Because for some reason, Al Davis had a problem with Marcus Allen. And they ran Bo into the ground. Right. Now, I honestly believe if they would have used Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen correctly, we would have been the New England Patriots of previous years. Right on. I honestly believe that. What are you going to do? You, you you pile up on Bo Jackson's side. Mm-hmm. We're going to give it to Marcus. Right. Well, shit. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to pile up on Marcus Allen's side. We're going to give it to Bo. 
Okay, so we're going to spread everybody out. Well, now you're just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> now we're going to throw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Until they, yeah. So when Marcus went to the Chiefs, I started following the Chiefs a little bit. And I, yeah, I'm a Raiders fan, but I'm a football fan. Yeah, right. I, you know, I, I like everybody. I, I like good football is what I like, you know. I like good football unless it's the New England Patriots because fuck that guy. <laughs> what, what, what's the coach's name? Uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Uh, Mr. Sleeveless Sweatshirt. Yes. You know, you're either hot or you're cold. Pick one. <laughs> Pick one. Pick one. If you're hot and then you're cold and you're hot and then you're cold, put a goddamn jacket on over your t-shirt, man. Right. Come on. You're not that cool. <laughs> anyway, I don't have a problem with uh, Brady. I, I don't. You know what? I was glad to see him leave New England and go down to Tampa Bay and win another ring. Good for Brady. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's a pretty boy, but whatever. Yeah. I, eh. not, I think that in that case, he proved that he he is the GOAT. He Yes. He proved it wasn't Belichick. He proved it wasn't the people around him because <laughs> previous to him getting down there, Tampa Bay sucked. <laughs> yes. I so my buddy, my buddy Billy, that uh, was the bass player for Voodoo Rain, has always been, for as long as I can remember, a big Tampa Bay fan. So the season that Kansas City played Tampa Bay, uh, not last year, the year before, when they played him in the Super Bowl, he come over AFC Championship weekend, and we sat and we watched Kansas City play out and who they played, beat them, and then Tampa Bay win. So now... They're both going to the, to the Super Bowl. He gets up. He goes, I'll talk to you in a month. And he's <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know, then here comes this kid out of nowhere. I, I don't watch college football. I, I, I watch professional football. Yep. I don't watch college ball. It doesn't interest me. I don't know why. I've tried. It's, it's tough. It's different. It is. It's different. So here comes this kid out of nowhere, Patrick. Who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like you don't. You should have been with me because I I don't really follow college, but I watch the draft. I love to watch the draft because the the players are coming into the NFL and they're telling you about them as they're as they're being drafted. Sure. So you're like watching and and like that Nick Bolton that we got uh, last year, that linebacker. I never heard of Nick Bolton before, but I'm watching his highlights from college. And I'm thinking. Holy shit, this guy looks good. And then he proved it on on the NFL field. So that's what I love about the draft. I was so fucking pissed when we started trading up to get Patrick Mahomes. We have Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a great quarterback. He's getting us. It's it's a slow process. Sure. But he's getting us there. He's got us to the the playoffs. He's got us that first playoff win we haven't had since Joe fucking Montana was there right. with Marcus Allen in 94, 93. Yeah, 94. right around there. And I'm like, we're trading up for this kid. And then they start talking about him. And I'm like, holy shit. And then they let him set for a year behind the great Alex Smith. And he comes in that last game of his rookie year and fucking lights it up. And then they let Alex go. And Alex's deal was great for him. It's a lot like the Tyreek Hill. It's a lot like the Tyreek Hill deal for to go to to go to Miami. It's better for him. Same thing with Alex. 
And then we get Patrick fucking Mahomes, period. And it's like, holy cow. They're, so I, I've always been a casual football fan. I, I would watch the Bears. Mm-hmm. I would watch the Raiders. I would watch the Colts because I like Peyton. You know, right. and I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of players. I don't even know all the players on my own team. You know, <laughs> I, I know a few of them. I know right. Max Crosby. I know Hunter Runfield. You know, I, I know my boy Eric Carr. You know, me. I'm going to pause you there for a minute. It's Derek. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> See, what did I tell you? I am a casual football fan. See, I just, I, I just, I can, I can call you out on that since you did just say I am a casual fan. That's I, I, I just that. blew my chances with Derek Carr because I'm not gay, <laughs> but I could be a little confused for an evening. I, that's yep, a man, beautiful man. man. It is a beautiful man. <laughs> a beauty, so. He's a pretty, pretty man. <laughs> anyway, speaking of pretty men. Patrick Mahomes. He's a good-looking dude. I'm watching football. How long has he been your starter? Mm. Two, three seasons? Uh, he's he's started three. I think it's his fourth. I say it's his fourth. He's been there four years, but he didn't start the first year because he was backed up for Alex. Right. Yeah. So this will be his fourth year as a starter. No, this will be his fifth coming into his, his fifth yeah. year. Yeah. But his fourth year as the starter. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because one of the first games I saw him would have been one of his first starting seasons. Right, right. Probably. And to me, that dude played football like I played my bass. Uh-huh. Like, you see some musicians, and it's all serious. Local musicians. You right. see local musicians, and it's all concentration and serious. And, and if they make a mistake, they get mad, and you can tell they make a mistake because they're yelling at each other on the stage afterwards. It's like, right. you played it up and it was a jam. <laughs> and I've never played bass like that. You've seen me play bass. I make a mistake. I'd raise my goddamn right. hand. Right. You yeah. know, I want to make sure everybody knows that one was me. <laughs> so that's how Patrick Mahomes played football. Mm-hmm. He was out there in the backyard with his buddies, mm-hmm. scrambling in the pocket, looking over to his left and Sidearming yeah. it to his right, yep. and fifty yards later, touchdown! Like, what the hell is this dude doing? Yeah, it was a circus, and he's just having a good time. Oh man! So here we are on my seventeenth wedding anniversary. Uh-huh. Uh, it comes back around. Here go. we are. That was a long <laughs> left we just took from that question. Yeah. Here we are, 17th wedding anniversary. We are in Vegas, and we are going to the Death Star, uh-huh. and it comes over from the MGM, and they shut the road down from the parking lot because it, it, it's an overpass, right. and it's a, it's a road. It's not a walking bridge. It is a road that goes in front of Allegiant Stadium, uh-huh. and they shut it down. And I've got a video of it. It looks like The Walking Dead. It is just a mass of people going over this freeway, hollering, Raiders! <laughs> and that'd be one guy. And then you'd hear like 80 people go, Raiders! It was amazing. Yeah, The place is epic. 
you just they have tiles in the front of it that you can buy with your name on it um steve dixon from signal right hit me up and was like dude you're going to allegiant and i'm like going to the promised yeah. land buddy he's like will you find my tile for me and i'm like yeah i'll find your tile for you so he sent me the contact information he got and I'm scouring. I find Steve's tile nice. for him, and I took a picture for him. You know, took a close-up picture, and then took one back, and then took one where it would be and what he would be seeing. Nice. Because Raider Nation, yeah. we're a yeah. family. You know, uh, yeah, it's just it's beautiful. It's it's huge, but it doesn't feel huge. It, it doesn't. You don't feel small in it. Right. On. It. It. Yeah. And. It was just amazing, and we're playing the Chiefs, and man, I, I Patrick is like whipping these sidearm passes out, and and they're breaking down the sidelines, and he's juking and and busting out of tackles, and I want to cheer for him. <laughs> you like look down at your shirt, and like I, I can't do it. I no, I did one time. I, much like that mistake that we were talking about before the podcast, uh-huh. that that mistake I made that made the committee in my head going, uh-huh. "Dude, what are you doing? Wrong, wrong one, wrong one." <laughs> I like this play was so damn good. I was like, "Yes, oh, we oh, almost got him. Oh, we we almost <laughs> tackled him." <laughs> All I know is is I saw it come across on on Facebook, and I was like, I am so jealous that he's here. Well, not only because you were you know playing Kansas City, but because that's one of those stadiums between that and the new one and uh, the new one in L.A. That new what is the SoFi Stadium? That they SoFi. Got those are two that I just am dying to see, even though. Dude. I totally get my ass kicked wearing my Chiefs gear in the Raiders Nation, but no, but you know that. Like I told you about our fourth wedding anniversary, you know, 13 years ago. No, no, you wouldn't. That's what's weird about the Raiders. Yeah, we're hardcore and and we're punks, but that's your team. Yeah. That those are, you know, those are your people and... Not everybody can have good taste. We understand <laughs> that, you know? Not everybody can be as cool as we are. I know, right? So, we wear red. When, you guys have black and silver. When we were, <laughs> you know, when we're in the black hole and Amanda's in her Bears colors, yeah, they gave her some shit. But I'm not kidding you. When people found out in our, you know, in the area, three or four yeah. purple little area that... The Raiders, the Bears fan wife brought the Raiders fan husband not only on their anniversary, but let him sit in the black hole and had the balls to fly her colors. Yep. Did not resist it. She got all the respect yep. in the world. Mm-hmm. And this this Chiefs game, you guys destroyed us. It was close for the first what? Seven and a half minutes, maybe, <laughs> and then the wheels just fell off, you know. And because Raiders, yeah, <laughs> because that's how be, it. Because Raiders, that's damn right, <laughs> you know. But oh, once a Raider, always a Raider. It's the way it should be. And we waited. Now, I became a fan when Montana and Marcus come over. 
Okay. So I really didn't watch football. Bobby's Bobby's the one that got me involved in it. So that's when we started watching. So 30 years, 30 years of being watching watching my quarterback, Rich Gannon, take the Raiders to the Super Bowl was one of the worst things that I ever— Did Gannon come from you guys? Gannon came from—he oh, was our backup. Wow. And we decided to let him go to keep—I uh, think it was Elvis Gerbach at the time who would come okay. out of—I don't know where the fuck he came out of. I remember Gerbach. Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> it, well, that's why you remember him sometimes. That's why I remember him so well. <laughs> But we let Rich go, and he went to the Raiders, and Rich took the Raiders to yeah. that Super Bowl. Yeah, now, so let's, let's talk about that Super Bowl. Un- unfortunately, Your quarterback took my team to the Super uh-huh. Bowl, and my coach handed my team its own ass in that <laughs> Super Bowl. I know that it wasn't good. I re- I never thought I'd be rooting for the Raiders, but I was rooting for the Raiders. Because the Raiders were dumb enough to, like, they didn't learn from Marcus Allen debacle. Right. They, they had a problem with Chucky, which, hey, man, say what you want about Gruden, and I think he kind of got railroaded this past oh, yeah, season. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, like, you know what? you're going to put pressure on Gruden and fire Gruden because the emails from the Washington Redskins. Cool. Who are we firing from that team? Oh, nobody, nobody? yet. Yeah. yeah. That's some horseshit yeah. right there. Anyway, Al Davis has a problem with Chucky. Chucky ships, you know, Davis ships Chucky over to Tampa Bay right. and then we meet him in the Super Bowl and their dumb asses aren't even smart enough to change the audible calls. <laughs> Like, Chucky was like, all right, man, here's all the audibles we used to use. And they're up on the line, and and Gannon's going, you know, Betty White, Betty White. And the team's going, hey, man, they're going to pass the ball now. Change up to his, like, come on, man. Terrible, isn't it? So that that was bad for the both of us. Yeah. Like I said, I love Rich Gannon. I couldn't believe we got, got rid of him. I was so happy that he got to the Super Bowl and... And he's even gone on to do some great things in commentary. So I, I wanted to, I wanted guy. to see him get his ring, but at least he got there. You know yeah. that was cool. Yeah. On the other side of that, we gave up Tony Gonzalez, one of the all-time great tight ends, because we had a shit team, and he was such a great tight end. They wanted to see him get a ring. We shipped him off to Atlanta back when uh, Matt Ryan was like a you know big hot gun. Okay. And uh, they couldn't get him there. And they were, I mean, they were supposed they, to they be. They were trying? They were, yeah, they were loaded up and ready to go. They just fell short. So well, Was that the one they, was that the no, team that came a, later. A this came seven point lead? No, this came way later. This came way earlier than they blew that up. Was that was Atlanta, day. wasn't it? It was Atlanta, yeah. Like, they had it wrapped up. They could have literally almost not played the yep. second half and did better than what they did. Yeah, exactly. They could have sent the cheerleaders out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Tony never made it that far. I mean, he was always one of the great tight ends to ever play. Man, what what happened to football during COVID? Like my wife, my kids are asking me. My my daughter, my daughter's. It's amazing how many times a little girl can wrap a grown man around that <laughs> tiny little finger. I just have yet to figure out how she yeah. does that to me. But she, if you figured out, call me. I'll right. let yeah. you know. Yeah, she yeah, uh, she hangs out with me and and watches Street Outlaws and she watches Forged in Fire and I and like literally watches like 
I don't know if you watch Street Outlaws, but one of the racers, Daddy Dave, he he drove this nitrous Dodge or uh, Chevy Sonoma. Okay, and he's all nitrous, nitrous, nitrous. Turbos suck, you uh-huh. know. Well, turbos start getting better, and nitrous starts getting worse, and. Daddy Dave switched over to, I think his first, I don't think he switched to turbos. I think he switched to a pro charger, but we're watching the new season of Street Outlaws and Michaela's watching with me and, and she's eight, maybe she might've been seven, but I think she's like eight during this season. And Dave's talking about his new rig and being pro charger and not nitrous anymore and Michaela's like daddy Dave isn't running nitrous anymore I thought he would always run nitrous and I'm looking over a baby girl going you're not just cuddling with daddy you're paying attention my girl well it's the same thing with Alex right he was doing the he you told you were watching a car selling thing and a car sold for a lot less than what it should have and he said Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Alex. Uh, I, I, you know, they, my kids. I love it when my kids take an interest in what. Sometimes you think they're just hanging out with you, when they're really paying attention. Uh-huh. And parents, be careful. Yeah. Your children are paying they're attention. Very, yeah, very much so. They're very attention. observant. So, you know, they're my my wife and my daughter both asked me, "Why are you watching so much football?" Because I was watching everybody this year. Uh-huh. I was watching every game i'm flipping back and forth between them sometimes because they're just what was going on this year it's insane it's pretty it's pretty wacky uh the the lions beat green bay yeah towards the end of the season the lions beat somebody they had absolutely no right to beat. it was their first win of the season and it was at a last second throw yes Yeah. yeah And the team they beat was in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. I don't. I can't put. My, I, I know the game you're talking about. I can't put my finger but on it either. But the the Raiders went into a couple games. It was like, oh, we got this locked. This is. I don't even know if I'll watch the Raiders play today. I want to watch. You know, the Chiefs player. I right. want to watch this team play. And we just got monkey stomped. You know, and and I love that. That's what I love. You know, like sometimes I don't love death metal but man you get up there and do it right i'll be your biggest fan (laughs) who's the band that you two have in common that we were listening to on the way here psycho stick psycho stick ashton plays me psycho stick the other day and he's like hey man i don't know if you'd be into this band but they're a chicago band and i'd like to go see oh no 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 that's enter shikari enter shikari okay You just happened to, we were listening to Psycho Stick, too. Yes, that's a different band. He, he was like, you know, I don't know if you'll like this or not. He was dead positive that I wasn't going to like this band, and it, it was weird. It was like metal and techno and, and house music all at the same time with a little bit of punk rock thrown in for flavor. What's the name of this band again? Enter Shikari. It's a band out of England. I'm not sure where, but it's out of the UK. They're nice. a really nice band. I'll have to check into that. It's, yeah, it's it was a, and he didn't think I was going to like it, but he's always showing me stuff. I'm, I'm, I've been out of the music scene for a decade. Right. There's a lot of music I've missed. Oh, you yeah. Know? There's a lot of stuff that I've missed. Um, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, when I DJ, I, I mean, I know that it doesn't necessarily fall into the metal side of it. You don't really do a bunch of metal songs when you're DJing a wedding. But, no. <laughs> but you do hear a lot of different music that you don't know about. 
uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spit one out and that I did for this one wedding. Jelly Roll. Do you know who that is? Nope. Jelly Roll. It. I never fucking heard of this guy before. And she's like, I, yeah, I want you to pull this song, this song, and this song for me. I want these. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I get them pulled and listen to them. Like, this is this is good. This guy is good. I good. Check. Is it like dance rap? It, it's like- it's. I don't even know how to explain it. To be honest, I don't know what exact category. It's you would think that it would be rap, but it's more like an R and B type okay, thing. But, sure, you know he just and then there's like a little bit of rap goes like Crucial was back in the day. Uh, you remember Crucial? Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah. That that's Bruno Mars. Yeah. He's R and B, but he's also rap music and he's also rock and roll. This and guy, this guy, I think can do it all. But he, and, you know, he talks about all kinds of different stuff. Like I think one of them is Mary Jane and Mary Jane and Me or something like that. But I. I was listening to it thinking, oh, here we go, you know, because I knew that that was the kind of style that they'd be into, and I'm listening to this going, this shit is good. I, I like this Dude, guy. I love it when people do that to me. Yep. I, you know, they see me, you know, and what's funny about me, especially now, I, I'm older. <laughs> I, I name drop my age, like, <laughs> and I'm sure people can do the math, but I'm, I'm going to turn 49 this October. You know, I you a seventy three baby. I'm a seventy three baby. Fuck yeah, yes. yeah, right See, here, that's right? why we get along that's so exactly well. It. It, you know, there's something about the year Dark Side of the Moon came out <laughs> that we we were born under a good sign. It's 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 nineteen seventy three. I got a shirt that says uh, uh, all original parts. You know, there you go. <laughs> yep. I am not all original parts anymore. I've had to have some pieces replaced over the years, but. I probably uh, should. But pieces I replaced and pieces implanted. Ah. Uh, but yeah, it. I, I love it when the younger generation, my daughter, I wasn't going to do this. I was not going to pick up my phone, but I have to pick up my phone because if we're <laughs> name dropping music, I, I want to throw this one out because I was, my daughter is really getting musical. Um, my wife bought a new drum kit. I, I, I bought her that Alpha Crush. Right. And it was a $250 drum kit. Right. And it sounded like a $250, $250 drum yeah. kit. Yep. And I kept telling her she she needs... Because she got really, really good. Right. Like, oh shit, you're a drummer. Good. Right. Um, I've worked my entire life to get to a certain level and she did it in like three months on the drums (laughs) like I've been trying to do it with four strings and she's making four limbs Uh do different things at the same time oh god I love that woman sometimes but (laughs) damn so my I I talk her into getting a new kit and we're we're COVID lockdown Mm -hmm. so there's extra money I right. mean that was the upside. <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of extra a money. Bit of extra money. So she uh, she goes and gets this really nice Mapex kit, and I take her old Alpha kit, and I put it on a rack and put it kid sized. And my daughter's down there playing Tennessee whiskey with my wife. Nice. And I'm up like I said, I'm upstairs doing my thing, and I'm here in Tennessee whiskey, but. Why does it, it sounds full and then it doesn't and it's full and it's like this part's not full. It was because Michaela couldn't get the kit quite right. She's got the upper part of the kit down, but she's still working on that right foot. On that foot. foot. Yeah. Yeah. But man, she's down there killing it. Like, 
so Michaela's way into music and Devil Town is the name of the band. And the song Do you know is, that one? Sorry. That's okay. Are, it, are you sure it's not the name of the song? It's the name of the song. Okay. okay. Cave Town. Or Bright Eyes. Cave Town is the band. There you go. Cave Town. Devil Town is the song. Okay. Uh, Cave Town is blowing me out of the water. It's some young girl that, man, you guys, you you two are in a really good era to not only be a musician, to try to do anything because there are no gatekeepers anymore. Right. Me and you had to deal with gatekeepers mm-hmm. to try to be musicians. You had to be in the right place at the right mm-hmm. time in front of the right person and pray to God you had a good set. Yep. That's exactly it. You could be in the right place at the right time in front of the right person and have a killer set, but a shitty crowd. Yep. And that's what lost you your record contract. You don't need none of that shit anymore. Billie Eilish Mm -hmm. won Grammys, went platinum with an album that she recorded with her brother Mm -hmm. on her laptop and a USB microphone. Come on, man. That's the shit. Oh, yeah. And that's this band. Just wrote music and put it out there and let it happen. Let it happen, yeah. Because, well, okay, so my nephew Logan, who does does the uh, United States of Paranormal with us, he listened to he listened to your vintage show. Fucking loved it. He loved every minute of it. Thank you. He Logan. is the one that actually put that, uh, made that, had that the, poster made that says "Rock Show, Rock Show." With dude, the... <laughs> I ask him right now. Ask him what the look on my face is. Yeah. Have him show you the video, <laughs> Logan. Dude, I... well now it's a now it's a T-shirt. Oh my god! So <laughs> that that oh, front yes. picture of me at the DJ booth like this, you know, and then uh, I think it's just a small version, and then the big rock show, rock show on the back. So. Oh, Look, yes. Logan, I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> oh, I love that. And your your uncle? Yes. Okay. Your uncle sent me the picture and then sent me the blow-up of the poster on the side, and I was like, dude, that is so rad. Oh, my God. And he said, I hope you like Apple. And within, yeah. a- am I lying? <laughs> <No>. Within seconds, <laughs> I sent him this. Is that good? Can he see that? Yeah. yeah. I, will, I will also send it to him when the, yeah. he hears it. I sent him that. Yeah, those are on my side table. <laughs> I am a shade over 200 pounds for a reason. Yeah, because he loves uh, the Apple. Dude. That was amazing, and thank you for that. I'm looking right at you, buddy. Thank you for that, because Rock Show, Rock Show was organic. Yeah. It it wasn't a tagline. It wasn't a gimmick. It It wasn't wasn't created. Yeah, you didn't sit around and think about it and come up with it. It just happened, and you inviting me to that show, yeah, I I mean, I guess I'll, I'll come and do it. Why? Now listening back to that show all these years later, I get it. I get why you invited me down. I uh, saying the sky. I literally was horrified after listening to that show, dude. Really? 
Because I remember that guy. <laughs> I rem- I am not that guy anymore. I'm not. I've. I'm not. My life has changed. Right. I've had a lot of issues. I've had a. I've had a lot of struggles that I've had to overcome in the last seven years. I'm not that guy anymore. Maybe I am. Maybe to you I am. Maybe sitting here across from me, you're like, no, dude, you're still that guy. But, man, in in the right. melon, no, I, I, I'm not that cat you anymore. You see that look on my face? Is that it's, why you said that? Kind of, yes. Because I, I, I listened back to that, and it made me laugh because I enjoyed it so much. I had forgotten how much I enjoyed it that night because, you know, we moved on and, and, you know, all this other bullshit and, and, you know, moving on with the radio station and stuff like that. And life goes by fast. Yeah, it does. But I, when I pulled it, I thought this will be a good one because I remember being a good one. And then I, you know, I threw it on there and I started doing some editing because the music was so much louder and, you know, you're blaring away in your car, you know, fucking music would be terrible, but so I did some editing. I listened to it twice. I listened to those three hours twice. Okay. Because I enjoyed going back and listening to that. Now I feel like I just got permission to go ahead and listen to it again because I wanted to listen to it again, but I thought that'd be a little egotistical. No, 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 it, no it's all good. I've, listened, I've actually listened to it four times, all three hours of it four times because I enjoyed it so much. And every time, all four times, it still makes me smile and really, li- literally laugh out loud. I know that, LOL. But no, I would be listening while I'm driving along and just fucking start laughing because we did. I thought we connected that night more than ever. I thought by doing yes. that show and just and having that, you know, that together time. Because Scott was in the room with us, but Scott was in the back and he didn't, you know, you know, he's doing his thing. Back I just there. remember this, yeah, dude. Exactly. So you being here to, tonight telling stories and I know that we're still talk music but I wanted to talk other stuff that's why I wanted to talk about you going to Allegiant Stadium and, and talk about the family and stuff like that because I know you're a different person but you're still that guy that makes me smile well you still yeah, make me laugh you know he's in there somewhere and it may not be it may not be fruit pie so I I, I say that I know it's weird like you ever been around somebody that talks about him in the third person? Yeah. J- Jimmy's yeah. a little hungry. J- Jimmy could use a beer. <laughs> it's like, Jimmy needs to get some psychiatric treatment, you know? So I, I don't mean to say I don't remember that guy. I'm not really, I'm not trying to talk about myself in the third person, but I think this guy knows Ashton knows there are two separate people that live in my head oh sure there's Mike Mike is dad and husband and son right and there is fruit pie that lurks in the deep dark (laughs) recesses of my mind and when you wake that guy up like Uh I said I was mortified (laughs) when I listened to that show and you would make reference of yeah uh, Mike and Skyler just came back in from the band room and he was showing him this and talking that and I was like oh my god was that guy there (laughs) but I felt that was my duty. 
I not because I am anybody. And you know this more than I I have heard in recent years. I had a reputation of having a big ego. But you know better than anybody. Yeah, I did have a big giant fucking ego and it stayed in my base case. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would get to the show and I would set up my gear and I would open my base case and I would get out my base and I would strap it on and then I would grab my ego out of its compartment and I would put my ego on and hold on. I'm going to take you guys for a wild ass 40 minute ride and I feel really sorry for the band that has to play after us <laughs> because we're going to destroy this stage. You better have your shit together. And then as soon as the last song was done, I took my ego, I crammed it back in its tiny little box, and I put my bass back in it. And then we're here to party. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that was a great set. You guys are awesome. Hey, thanks, man. I really enjoy playing. No, you guys had a killer set. You guys were, or I'm really glad you enjoyed that, you know. Man, can I get a t-shirt and can you sign it? Yeah, come on over, man. Like, whatever you need. It just, I'm just the guy. I'm... I think that I actually explained it similar to that to somebody who I was talking to after the vintage came out. That when the I think the first time I saw you, I was like, "Oh wow, what is this? You know who who does this guy think he is?" And then I actually talked to you and met you. The fruit pie's a trip. Yeah, the fruit pie. And and when we talked about the fact that you said that you're not that guy anymore, I was like. The persona that was fruit pie has been put away. Kind of. For the most part. Kind of. I mean, you know, he's always going to be there, but I mean, now you're Mike. And when you said that, he's like, I don't know if I'm that guy. I want Mike to come hang out with um, me. And that's why we wanted to talk more than just musical stuff. You know, I- we can get into this too, because I've mentioned it a couple times. We talked about it before the podcast, and I, I've almost made a Facebook post about it. And honestly, I think we should talk about it. Okay. So let, let me wrap up that Skylar thing. Because I had a thought on that, because I think the reason I was so interested in Skyler, the reason I I took so much time with him, because I feel that's my job. I feel that's my duty because I have experiences. Right. And John, my father-in-law, taught me more in a Saturday afternoon than I had learned the previous 15 years. I did not think I was a bass player. I was a guy that played bass. And I told him that. I said, well, I'm not a bass player. You're a bass player. I play bass. Because I played guitar on a bass. I was a guitar chaser. John showed me I was a bass player. He's like, you just don't know it yet. Here's the blues, one, four, five. Right. Here's here's a turnaround. Here's the here's country. Here's country starts on the four or the five sometime like he he imparted that knowledge on me that's why i took that time with skyler because john did it for me right it wasn't because i was somebody it wasn't because i'm the great fruit pie (laughs) it was because he was engaged yeah and i mean how old was he 15? Uh, maybe, yeah. 14, Probably. 15, somewhere in there. Man, I remember being 15. Oh, yeah. If a 35, I, I remember being 15 and idolizing my sister's boyfriends that played in bands. They were rock stars. Yep. I didn't care if they were playing Amish parties out in the field under a tent. <laughs> they were rock yep. stars. 
that's why I did that with you guys, you know? So I feel we owe that to the younger generation. I feel I did it for Ashton when he was in high school. He had some friends. He was kind of playing manager, sound guy. Oh, yeah. um, and he had some friends, Armando and Alex and Dan. And, Dan. and they were, um, Jane Doesn't Lie. Yep. And now Armando has gone on to be Red Flag Romance. Okay. So I remember teaching Armando two things. And again, it looking back on it, it, I almost feel uncomfortable. And I had a very uncomfortable moment about this conversation I'm about to tell you. I said, Armando, I want to teach you two things. First of all, you're doing your chord wrong because he was just putting on his guitar and plugging it in, right? I said, you can't do that. Through the back of your strap, into your thing, give it a, give it a loop, give it a little tug. That way, when you step on your chord, you're not going to break your cord or your jack or even best case scenario, just unplug yourself in the middle of a song. Mm-hmm. And and how often have I said that to him? Yeah, all the yeah. time. All the time. <laughs> that is amazing. It's perfectly amazing advice. That right? was the first piece yeah. of advice I gave him. Mechanical. The second piece I gave him, piece of advice I gave him, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. I'm not going to say it. You're not going to say it. You told you. Okay, we're not going to say it. Okay, I was about to tell you something and (laughs) then I decided I'm just going to impart something (laughs) because I said I wouldn't be that guy I try not to be that guy even though I'm not in the scene anymore and I could totally be that guy I'm not going to be that guy (laughs) love you Steve you're my buddy Steve Dixon you know you are and I got your back but anyway so (laughs) I kind of said it and it makes me happy anyway I told Armando the ego story because Armando was a really good guitar player, and he was a child. Yeah. And a really good guitar player. And that could have gone horribly wrong for him. So I told him, you're really good, and you can go places, and you've got a chance to make it if you put in the work. However, set up your gear, get your guitar out, put your ego on, be a rock star, open up your case, put the fucking ego away, put the guitar away, be one of the guys that's there at the party. Right. A few months ago, my daughter says to me, hey, dad, my friend from school is having a birthday party at Sky Zone. Can we go? And I was like, yep, we can go. It's just, like I said, just a few months ago, and I'm still COVID paranoid. Right. Um, so we, we go to Sky Zone, and... Um, the kids and the mom and the blah 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 and the dad walks in and I'm like this cat looks familiar okay I see a lot of people right whatever I go do my thing and the dad walks up to me goes are you Ashton's dad and I'm like holy <laughs> shit Armando here is this dude 15 years later with kids in junk uh-huh. you know and it was a trip and I I I've, was like, wow, that's a trip, whatever. So now I'm doing my thing and I'm watching my daughter and they're they're in one of the rooms doing their thing and I'm just sitting there being an old man around these 30-something-year-old right, parents, right. you know, because yep. I had my kids later in life. So sometimes I feel like, oh, your grandpa brought you to the birthday party. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's my dad. <laughs> so Armando comes up to me and he sits down and he goes, hey, man, 
talk with you for a minute? And I'm like, yeah, have, have a seat. I'm, I'm just chilling. He's like, cool. I just, I wanted to say thank you. And I'm like, about what? He was like, you know, first of all, letting me in the band play in your guys' basement way back in the day. You know, that was cool. We had no place to play and you gave us one. Right. Because that's what you do to, yep. for the younger generation. Give them a place to play. Yep. Right. You yep. did it. You did it for your boys. Yep. That's what you, it wasn't even my it wasn't even his band. Right. He was just their friend and filling in a role. Right. Yeah, let's go. You know, rock show, rock show. Rock Absolutely. Show, rock show. So he's like, you gave me two pieces of advice and I wanted to let you know I carried him with me all this time. And I'm like, what's that? He goes, well, the first piece of advice you gave me was wrap my cord. And you have no idea how many times I have stepped on my cord mm-hmm. and thought about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's really cool. And then he goes on to tell me the second piece of advice you gave me was about my ego. And take it out of its case, put it on, be rock star, take it off, put it back in its case, be one of the guys in party. And he just, he told me a couple stories about other people he has played with and seeing why I gave him that piece of advice. Like, he saw why I gave him that piece of advice because mm-hmm. we've all played with that one guy or that particular singer that knew he was the shit. And if you hung around him for a minute, he would tell you how awesome he is. <laughs> and I got news for you, cowboy. You're playing the same shitty bar in the same shitty town on the same shitty stage that I and my buddies are playing. Yep. You ain't shit, and you better pack a lunch because I'm about to blow you out of the water. Because <laughs> you may have your 15 people that stand in front of you because you told them to, and you know that band. The only people they have standing in front of them are the same 15 people they always have standing in front of them, as opposed to the bands that have everybody standing in front of them right except for those 15 people that are sitting their asses down yep so i i that's where things have changed for me that's why i said sometimes i don't feel like that guy's around anymore and i let's let's talk men's health for a minute can we talk mental health for a minute we certainly can okay so you can edit this out you, you can you can make this a fruity episode four. Yeah, you can make this a four point five. Okay, and and it can just stand alone because people may not want to hear this, or maybe they do. I have thought about putting up a Facebook post about this, uh-huh. and I probably need to because I feel as a society we have really evolved thanks to you guys, and that's why I just brought your generation up. Your generation is changing things. I thought our generation was changing things. Gen Xers, we give no fucks. Let me take you outside and show you the field where my fucks grow and you can see that it is barren. Because we were latchkey kids. We raised ourselves. We got off the bus. We made our own dinners. We were home you know what i mean we were probably the first generation that raised ourselves we are also the last generation to grow up without the internet yes we're a generation to it blows my mind to think about how we functioned 
in day-to-day life without being to call somebody and say, where are you at? I'd have been lost for 45 minutes getting here because I drove past your house. Right. Because it was telling us right down the road a little bit where this factory is. And what did I do? Oh, do-do-do. Didn't make a phone call. No, I sent words yep. through through the ether, you know. We went from not knowing where people were in life to being able to do that, you know. Um, gay people, you know, you weren't, you were just able to be gay when me and your dad were in high school. It, it, but it still wasn't acceptable. It's for some, some people were, but man, you weren't in high school. Like there was a kid that everybody accused of being gay and he was a player. All the girls loved him. It wasn't until years later he was gay, but he couldn't be. Yep. I wish he could have been because he was amazing. He was an amazing human being. So I like how you guys are taking people's mental health into account. I like how you guys, your generation and the generation behind you are letting people be themselves because my generation didn't. And me and Jeremy were men and men don't cry and men, like I said, we're gender reversed. And I, I've been, me and Amanda have been given some shit, um, about her being the breadwinner. Um, oh, well you don't work. You just let your wife work. I'm like, yeah, she makes way more money than I ever could. She had a career. I had a job. And she does a damn good job at it. And she's amazing. She's, she's a financial advisor and she's amazing at it. Um, and, and I've had people give me shit. Well, don't you feel like a piece of shit? And I'm like, okay, well, it's not that my wife makes enough money that I don't want to work. I do want to work, but I have had a herniated disc for 20 years. I've had two herniated discs, uh, one for 20 years, one for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Herniated discs has turned into nerve damage down my left leg. So anybody that's played rock shows with me has seen that guy. They've seen Gimpy Fruit Pie. They have seen Fruit Pie walking around with a cane all night. All of a sudden, not on the stage because my ego makes me invincible and impervious to pain. (laughs) And then once the gear is dealt with, I've been crying in the back of my car many nights because I hurt so much. And then I take two, three more pills and get the edge off and then go back to partying with all y'all. Right. So, you know, because that's what you do as a man. So that's what I did as a man. I took care of my family. I worked in pain. Once a band started making way more than we ever could together and our third kid was born and I'm working for a hundred dollars a week because of how much daycare is. Mm -hmm. She said, honey, this is stupid. You're killing yourself for $100 a week. Your life is work, bed, work, work, bed, work. That was my life because I was still playing Rockstar at the time. Right. (laughs) So she had me quit working. She had me, I'm stay-at-home dad now. That's my job. It was amazing. And let's pause that because it is a job. Job. 
Very much so. It's it's more work than actually punching a clock and going and doing something for somebody else. I've, it is a job job. I've converted vans. I've done construction. I was a machinist. I've uh, bailed. My very first job was 13 years old, slinging 50-pound bales right. by hand. Yep. I was 120 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> I, I was fortunate. I never did that, and I'm thankful. <laughs> hey, I was thankful I didn't have to detassel corn. Oh, there you go. That's I you. got to bail hay. <laughs> I didn't have to detassel corn. So I've worked all my life. I've worked two jobs if I had to. Right. When... Ashton's mom left me. I worked 45 hours in a machine shop. I worked 25 to 35 hours at the convenience store. Mm -hmm. I went to on my lunch from the machine shop. You know, it's not a big deal. But Amanda had us and the $100 wasn't worth her husband. Right. Their father being in pain. Okay, this will be great, he said. Have a bunch of kids, she said. It'll be fun, she said. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be... I didn't think... Look, I I have the utmost respect for women. Mm-hmm. Because I ain't going to birth no babies. Exactly. I have seen that. Mm-hmm. Fuck a bunch of that. <laughs> no. And I don't understand why people say grow a pair of balls. All you got to do is flick a pair of balls and they're on the ground and women are doing that shit with uh-huh. their vaginas I think we should change it to grow a vagina grow a vagina and get your ass in there and do it that's what it should that's how much respect I have for women right on so I didn't think it was going to be easy but beats the hell out of a 120 degree machine shop oh, yeah. or print shop you know I lost myself mm-hmm. so now I'm in pain now, and and where is all the clutter? Where is all the chaos that kids create? It's on the floor. Mm-hmm. It bend and scoop, bend and scoop, bend and uh, scoop, bend yep. and scoop. Now I'm in more pain, you know? So I'm trying to keep up with three kids and my wife and the man that is trying to get his life in order, you know, because he's out on his own. And I'm doing my best. And at there were times I wished they weren't so understanding because they let me be in pain. They let me lay in bed and let the dishes pile up and let the laundry pile up. And my house is embarrassing right now. My house is, I almost don't even like to let people into my home. It's not dirty. It doesn't smell, but it is tore up from the floor up. It There's Legos and paper creations from my 12 year old that makes stormtrooper armor every other day and and stuffed animals and and it's just crazy but you know i i was through all this pain and finally it was like fuck it i gotta do something about this i got a neural implant I've got 18 inches of electronic leads from the middle of my back down to my tailbone and a controller pack implanted on my right side that is almost the size of a deck of cards and my very own remote control. Nice. It's crazy It because I was going down a road of opioid addiction. Right. A road that I'd already been down. So first herniated disc, my pain was so bad. 
I know you have seen in the movies, you think it's the trope where the guy goes in and gets his prescription and opens the bottle and shakes him in his mouth. That's for real. That was me. I was eating 20 a day. I like, I had an addiction. So I quit doing them and I was in pain. Right. My wife talked me into going to pain management. I explained to her I could not <laughs> and why I could not. Right. Her response to me, and this is how supportive my wife is, you can't abuse your pain pills if they're in my purse. And mm. I said, I'm not going to put you in between a person and their addiction. And she's like, but you're my husband and you're the father of my children and I don't want you to be in pain anymore. Huh. Turns out I don't have a pain problem. I don't have a, an opioid addiction. I had a life problem and the opioids were my escape from it. I have never abused my pills once in t the past 10, 12 years. Never. Matter of fact, my scripts go long, but my scripts were changing from tramadol to hydrocodone to the little hydrocodones to the big hydrocodones, almost having to change from the big hydrocodone to something that would ruin my life, the oxys. Mm -hmm. So they put this uh, neural stimulator in me. Now I can feel my left leg again. Am I still in pain? Absolutely. But it's better. But I'm still not right. And my house is still trashed. And I'm not the father I was to Ashton. Ashton's dad was the dad that would... Okay, you know how some people ask children, were you dropped on your head when you were a kid? <laughs> uh, Three-year-old Ashton, we got a couch that when you sit in it, the back of it was about to your head. And Ashton would run at me, and I would grab him by his hips and do the dirty dancing move. Right, right. You know? He's having the time <laughs> of his life. And then I'd slide him back behind me and slide his legs down my hand and then grab him by his ankles and he'd put his hands down on the floor and he'd do a little somersault right. and he'd run around the couch and he'd come running at me again and we would do it again and we would do it again. And this one particular time, he came in really, really hot. <laughs> and it happened so quick that I grabbed him and it was up and over and when I got him like almost perpendicular to my head I was like this ain't gonna work out and he went over the back of the couch and I couldn't grab his legs fast enough and dropped him square on his head <laughs> and he got up and I'm like don't freak out if you freak out he'll freak out if you freak out he'll freak out and he gets up and he toddles around the couch and he's rubbing his head and he's like I think I'm gonna need a break for a minute and like <laughs> Hard as a rock, man. That's, right. how, that's how I raise my... Shake it off. Get up and shake it <laughs> off. Rub a little dirt Rub a little Rub dirt, a little dirt on it. I know the bear chewed your arm off. Just pick <laughs> it up and come on. We'll sew it back on. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll put it on ice. So, <laughs> that's the dad Ashton had. These kids ain't got that dad. These kids don't have piggyback ride dad. These kids don't have Russell. They they did it first. They they had Russell around on the floor, Dad. Right. We would play a game called Blanket Monster. You know, yep. I'd get under the blanket and chase him around the living yeah. room and suck him into the blanket. <laughs> that Alex never got to play Blanket Monster. Oh, only Colin and Michaela got to play Blanket Monster because by the time Alex came along, I am 
physically trash. Right. Fruity's done. That guy's done. So I get this neural stimulator thinking it's going to be the be-all and end-all, and I'll be able to start being that dad again. Not the case. I still hurt. I wake up at like a four every day. Sometimes a six, you know. Uh, this morning I, I woke up, you know, pain scale one to ten. You right, know? yeah. I woke up this morning at a six because I've been going all weekend. I had stuff to do Friday. I had all day yesterday. Right. And then I had to get up and do a podcast today. Right. You know, but you know what? Rock show, rock show. Rock show, rock I show. still live my life rock show, rock show. And it isn't about playing on the stage. It's the show must go on. You know, I guess that's all rock show, rock show is. It's it is. just my version of the show must go on, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm depressed. Bad. Bad depressed. I literally was the lay in bed trope. I would get up in the morning. I would get Colin together. I would, him and Amanda would leave because he goes to a different school than Jimtown because he's special needs. And they don't have a special needs program at his grade level right in on. Jimtown. So he goes to Goshen. Um, I get Alex and Michaela together. I get them on the bus and I go back inside and I crawl in my bed. And I laid in my bed until my alarm went off at 1130 to go get Colin. Okay. And then I laid in my bed until I had to get up to make dinner, and then I made dinner, and then I laid in my bed. And at first it was because I hurt, and then it was because I felt like a piece of shit because my house looked like hell because it was stacks of laundry and papers and toys, and and then it was because I couldn't be the dad to Colin and Michaela and Alex that I was to Ashton. Right. And then it was, I wasn't there for Ashton when he was going through some of his adult bullshit and not inserting myself into it. So I had to do something about my depression. I went to my doctor and I was like, you know, and, and this is probably along the lines of what happened with my bands, to be honest with you. Now that I look back on it. Right. This may have been what contributed to all of my bands breaking up. Because I went to my uh, family physician and I was like, hey, man, can you prescribe me an antidepressant or do I need to go see a psychiatrist? He's like, no, I could definitely do that for you. I'm surprised you haven't asked me sooner. I'm like, uh, am I that bad? Like, because I try to be this guy. Right. You get to see this guy. And where I don't feel like he's fruit pie, maybe you see it differently. Maybe you're like, you're still the same guy I remember from back in the day. But he sees the other guy. Right. He sees the guy that's in pain and the guy that's working through all of this uh, uh, anxiety in his head. You know, um, there was... A few months ago, I don't know if I could have did this. I probably would have had an excuse. Right on. I, and the reason I'm able to hear today is kind of why I wanted to bring this up, because I want to put it out there for people. So I get my antidepressant, and my pain management doctor has a very strict uh, policy. He prescribes the pills. Okay. Everything has to go through him. Well, it only makes sense, because you got to know what this is going to do with that, and that's going to do with this. And... He will not deal. I have to pee in a cup every month. Okay. I have to take a monthly drug test. And if I fail my drug test, my pills don't get refilled that month. And the next month, if I pee clean, 
when that clean test comes back, then I get my script refilled. Right on. So he's the kind of doctor where if you fail a drug test, it could be at least 30 days till your next appointment, plus however long it takes that test to get back. Right. Which could be a day, could be three weeks. It could be. So how bad do you want to do anything extra that you want to do? Right. Whether it be smoke dope or go somewhere else to get another script. Right. So you can take three times as much as you're supposed to (laughs) or do meth or whatever it is. Like he's just, he wants to treat the person. So he said to me, he goes, well, cool. I'm glad you got on an antidepressant. I'm surprised you haven't got on one sooner. (laughs) Why does everybody keep saying that to me? (laughs) Am I that big of an asshole? Um, He said, but why didn't you just ask me? And I'm like, you didn't, I didn't know you did it. He goes, no, pain related depression is a thing. I can totally see that. And it's because your body is in constant pain, so your brain is trying to put out endorphins and serotonin to balance that. And if you push that system too hard, eventually it's going to shut down. Right. Drive your car down the freeway at 70 miles an hour, something's something's going to break, whether it be an engine, a transmission, or a wheel bearing. Right. So I just recently went through something called transmagnetic stimulation. TMS. Okay. And what happens is a strip on the right side of your brain goes dormant and you quit producing serotonin and uh, endorphins and they use, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like your hand, you know, cupped hand and it cups around your head and it does magnetic pulses into your head and it wakes that part of your brain back up. And it's a way to wake that part of your brain back up with because I didn't want to be on antidepressants. Right. Because I know what antidepressants do to your system. Mm -hmm. They make you all gray and they make you, you know, they they affect your sex drive. They affect your appetite. They affect your happiness. They, you know, is it worth it? Is the is the pros worth the cons? I, I have my own I have my own agenda when it comes to antidepressant medications. Which is why I stayed away from them so yeah. long. But I literally laid in my bed for two years. Literally. In the dark. I have a giant quilt, a giant black quilt over my Venetian blinds <laughs> pegged. No light comes into my room. Right. Like it was bad. So, you know, I kind of wanted to tell that story because Again, your gen- thank you to your generation because your generation made it okay to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Your generation made it okay to be yourself regardless of what yourself is, whether it is being depressed, having anxiety, having any kind of emotional struggles. I, I had anxiety bad. I would, like, have to psych myself up just to go to the store. Like, this would have freaked me out. And I might have canceled two months ago. Right. It, it, you know, what, what you know whether any mental problems or just being yourself. Just being free to be whoever it is you want to put out there into the world and not be judged superficially. You know, what are your pronouns? Tell me your pronouns. I don't give a shit. 
I, if you want to identify as a tree, I'll, I'll, <laughs> fine. What, what, what is your pronoun for a tree? I don't know. Is it elm and oak? If there's one or multiple, I, <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't like our generation. I always used to say, I don't care if you're gay or not. Just don't be gay on me. Right. I'm not gay. You want to be gay and that's what you want to do? Fan-freaking-tastic. I was actually a lot more crass back then. What I would say is if you want to be, be gay, that's awesome. That's more girls for me. But <laughs> you're not supposed to say stuff like that anymore. So I will not say that because that is not very politically correct. correct. Yeah. I will not say that I used to say that back in the day because I don't want to get Will smith yeah. oh, so, <laughs> Topical humor. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, dude, I, I just wanted to share that because a lot of people, I, I, I disappeared. I disappeared and I have guilt and depression for disappearing because when my band broke up, I literally said, fuck all y'all, you know, me, every band, every gig I was at, I was wearing another band shirt. Mm-hmm. And if I knew it was going to be a particularly hot gig, like in the summertime at Cheers when they still had the halogen lights, uh-huh. I had two shirts. The shirt I went to and played in and the shirt I changed into. When you were when it was all done. When yeah. it was all done. Yep. And both of them were local band shirts. That's the way I rolled, you know. And then I just disappeared. Mm-hmm. I just poofed gone. And I had people hit me up. The fuck happened to you? And I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to tell anybody. Oh, man, my back hurts. You know what? Everybody's back hurts. I don't say it anymore. People will ask me, hey, man, how's your back? I'm great. How are you? Because, okay, this is what my wife said to me. Hey, would you rub my back for me? It kind of hurts, and I know I shouldn't be saying that to you. (laughs) Like, she could not get that sentence out of her mouth fast enough. I'm like, honey... It's okay for your back to hurt. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. It's okay. Just because everybody's back hurts. Right. Why does everybody's back hurt? Because you can't prove it. Prove that it doesn't. Prove that it don't. Is your back hurt or are you lazy? You know? Right, right. Which is it? Because I've seen it. Oh, I, yeah. I know the difference because my back is really jacked up. And I know when somebody says their back's jacked up, it. I've been accused of it. Right. Well, how bad is your back really if you can do that? Okay, that's because of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's because of adrenaline. Yeah. You know, how does how does a 90-year-old grandma lift the car off their granddaughter? You know, yep. adrenaline. That's adrenaline. You ever see me after that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm over here in the corner. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, I just wanted to take a minute and share that, that if you need help, if you are suffering through depression yourself, find me on Facebook. Like, find somebody. Yeah. And, and if you don't have somebody in your life that you trust, that you can talk to, that you can vent to, I was lucky to have my children and my wife. My, again, 12, 9, and 7, all of them. Hey, Dad, can I get you something? I know you have thump on. 
which is a program on my controller that literally like, and I can turn it up so high that I can't move my legs. It literally interrupts the signals going to your spine, going to your brain. I can turn it up so high that I can't move my legs, Mm -hmm. no matter how hard I think about it. It's the coolest thing. And Michaela would be like, do you have thump on? Yeah, I have thump on. Oh, okay. Honey, what do you need? Nothing you have thump on. You must hurt. I do hurt. What do you need? No, it can wait. Do you need a snack? I kind of need an after-school snack. Yeah, let me. (laughs) I'll get it. Let me get it. That's what I have. You know, none of my kids have ever given me shit that, well, Ashton had a better dad. You know, Ashton doesn't give me shit. Well, the kids have it better than I did. You know, oh, my God, they all have iPhones and and DSs and whatnot. You know, Ashton knows that we did what we could for him financially. And my kids know that my old my younger kids know that I do what I can for them physically. And there's a disparity between the two. Right, They right. each got a different father, you know. So I have that in my life. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have that. And if you don't have that and you are depressed, hit me up through Messenger. I got an hour for you. I got two hours for you. Just hit me up and tell me how shitty your day was. Uh, sometimes that helps, it you does. know. And if that ain't helping, go get help. Go go talk to somebody. I know shit's expensive. I know we don't have, you know, I know a lot of people struggle with health insurance and all that too, but it's out there. It, it's out there if you look for it. There's a lot of online uh, apps and stuff that are free. Do something. The, the I think the biggest point is don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to do it. Because you're not alone. Yes. I'm looking at the guy who was the life of the party for so many years, and he's sitting here telling you right now he needed help, and he went and got the help he needed. So go do it. That's exactly it. Because, again, for two years, I couldn't have done this. I could not have done this for the past two previous years. It's funny. It's funny because just recently, I um, there was a film being made in Mentone, which is about 10 minutes south, okay? And it's always on my bucket list. They were looking for extras. I'm like, bucket list this. Boom. I'm going to knock this off my, off my, uh, you know. So I had the Friday off. They were doing it. They're going to meet at 8 o'clock in the morning. At 7.30, I was ill to my stomach because of anxiety of going somewhere that I wasn't with somebody and into a situation that I didn't know. So I'm, you know, I mustered it up. You know, that's one of those things that it's always been in my mind because even back in the cheers days, I was this way. The, sure. the hours going into driving to cheers were horrible for me. Like, God, oh, I don't really want to I just want to stay home. I just want to do, I don't want to go. I don't, I just want to stay right here. This is my safe zone. So when, after doing this, I mustered up. And, and of course, you know, the situation fell apart because it was supposed to meet at eight and they changed it to 10 and I had fucking other shit I needed to do in my life. I moved on. So I didn't actually do it, but I did muster it up and go. And I made a couple comments to a couple of people about the anxiety I had about going and doing that. And they look at me and they go, you have anxiety. You're a rock star. You go on stage 
you get on this podcast and you talk and you just when you meet somebody it's just like they're your your old friend that you've never seen like no I have anxiety just like everybody else you just got to learn to deal with it in your own way I was I'm able to deal with it in my own mind that doesn't mean that everybody else can right and if you need that help then just bring it bring it up and I've always had that I I remember like I'd be pacing around backstage just like and you could see it on my face and Matt be like dude what is your deal fucking nervous yeah you know butterflies crit yeah ah every He's like, time dude this is it's the same cheers that we played three weeks ago i'm like man but that doesn't it i still would get and i i thrived off of that sometimes but yeah everybody gets anxiety and it's what happened to me was it was progressive mm-hmm. but it was progressive glacially slow it was maybe I didn't do anything on Monday, but I was functional Tuesday and Wednesday right. and not so much Thursday, but I did shit on the weekends. Right. Right. Like, you know, yeah. and then it was like, ah, I don't want to go to the grocery store. We, I'll just grab a gallon of milk at seven. <laughs> and it just became, I don't want to do the laundry. Right. Hey, sometimes you don't see it. Sometimes you don't, you know, you don't notice it. And, Yes, everybody has anxiety. You are correct. Some people can deal with it. Some people can't. And some people can deal with it and then can't. You know, I totally understand what you went through in that. Is that the truck they used to haul away all the dope that the DEA copter spotted? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Is that thanks, what yeah, that yeah. was? <laughs> Etna Green, baby. Out, out of E-Town. Out in the middle of nowhere. You know what's cool about cornfields? You can plant lots of pot in the middle of them. And that's what they need the helicopters for. Listen, we have been uh, going I, on for I'm a while. Afraid. For I'm afraid. I'm afraid uh, of how long it's Actually, been. it's over two hours. It's, I was going to say it's at least two. <laughs> Well, let's wrap this up and uh, make a uh, a final approach towards the end of the uh, the show here. You don't even know how happy I am to see you. Well, I am you. so happy that you're here. I'm glad that you're in the space now where you could come and, and do this with me because this has been been great. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I was so excited when you hit me up, not to come back, not. Dude, I almost don't remember even doing the episode. Right. Like, I know I did it, and I thought about it. It's popped into my head a few times, like Facebook memories and Angel. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was down there one time. None of that. I was excited for you all. I was excited that you took a passion that was 15 years ahead of its time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you went, oh... Now I can do it. Thanks to you guys going, hey, Dad, now we can do it. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it with your kids. I know. Isn't that, it's the best. It's the best. And the, rocker, best. the rocker chick will be with us, but she decided that she'd, she'd uh, bow out this round. I Yeah, <laughs> I get it. So, no, I, I am very proud of you guys. Um, I'm, you're, I'm going to be hyping you up. Right on. You know, and I'm going to put it out there because I really think you got something cool going on. And it's not just music. Yeah. It's, you know, it's I'll, everything local this time. And I think that's what made it 
different for me is that I don't have to, I love having you here. And we had John Lyons uh, a couple weeks ago uh, come into the studio. He's just a, another local friend of mine. He's he what does he call himself a studio rat? Sure, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, he came in and did one with us, but I don't have to worry about it for next week. Well, I'm going to be without a, a guest. I don't have to worry about it because we have other things planned. We right. have other things agenda. If we get guests, great. Uh, we'll work towards it. But I'm not like, insp- I want to be able to do music. I want to be able to tell you about the evil check brewery that we sure. went to or or uh bar 13 which we're going to talk about in our next episode you guys got me um getting ready to go to indy yeah really yeah i mean we've done it before we've done it with ashton uh-huh. but when we went with ashton all those years ago it was okay yeah Uh-oh. but it wasn't i didn't know what they did to the children's museum mm-hmm Oh, that was a great episode, even though that one part was closed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like hearing him talk about everything else that they've done with the Children's Museum since we've been there. Dude, you guys are doing something cool because, face it, there are parts of Indiana that are just black holes of suck. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But if you drive 30 to 40 minutes this way or that way. So, man, thanks for doing the legwork. Because as somebody that has three kids and not a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to go to these places. Right. So if I can spend an hour of my day listening to your guys' podcast and finding these cool things to do and keeping it right here on my little uh-huh. phone in a notepad, which I'm actually doing. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, uh, uh, it's that's that's the bomb. You guys are providing an awesome service, and I'm really, really stoked for you. I, I'm excited to be back doing it. Thanks. I'm, we, building the empire is what we call it. Absolutely. Yeah. With, with the emperor. With the, yeah, they call me the emperor. <laughs> yeah. Damn right they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They better if they want fed. That's right. You guys want more shit? Go <laughs> But I appreciate you coming down and doing this with it, and it's so good to see you again. I, Absolutely. I can't you too. emphasize that enough. I, you don't even know. I, I've been telling everybody for you know since we originally talked about it that you were coming, and, and people are excited to hear this. Hopefully they'll stick around for over two hours <laughs> you know what anybody that knew you were gonna put a microphone know, in front right? of me was like alright buckle in buckle in but we're gonna let's go ahead and uh, call this a night and uh, we'll let Gunner kind of take us out and do all of our real cool promo stuff that he's got all written out here so uh-huh. yeah. once again awesome. thank you both for no, coming thank you no, for thank having you. us we appreciate yeah. it yeah. loved it guys sure. alright Chico take it away yeah, thanks everybody for listening. You can always check us out wherever you get your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts podcasted. Also check out The Murder Nerds. They're a uh, true crime podcast focusing on unsolved murders around Indiana and missing persons cases. Um, and The Call Guys Podcast, which is my podcast um, I do with my buddy Colton, where we talk about whatever, whenever, movies, TV shows, about anything. The Emperor is coming to that episode 10 that's right we're going to talk about tv shows in that, in that episode and then finally check out the united states of paranormal podcast which is our newest venture talking about anything creepy cryptid and downright paranormal scare the pants off of you yeah. awesome especially when the shit happens in the studio <laughs> right <laughs> all right gang that's gonna wrap it up for me and chico and ashton and mike thank you again guys and we will be back Next week with some more vintage. Oh, yeah. The vintage stuff is still coming. I've got hours and hours of DVDs to uh, to send to you. So, Oh, I'm so stoked, dude. Yeah. We're going to do uh, a few more of the Golden Image Radio stuff with me 
and then we're gonna filter into some uh, angel stuff down the road and then of course uh, the young gun show will mix in there back and forth and so yeah, yeah should be interesting yeah Sweet. super stoked for that all right guys till next time later rock show Golden Image Radio is on the air!